The reading that calls for our attention this All Saints Day celebration is our first reading for today from Revelation chapter 7, and especially these words. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It is a rather common scene that we see in our modern world, especially within the realm of sports. At the end of the season... One team gets to celebrate their grand victory. And in our world, we often see this occur as the whole team gathers on the field or the court, and the music blares from the speakers, and the confetti flies in the airs. You might have seen such a scene just last weekend at the end of the World Series. Or perhaps you will see it again in a couple months when the Green Bay Packers win the Super Bowl. <laughs> it could happen. I've noticed, though, that when those celebrations are going on, there's usually that one sports reporter that's supposed to get down there in the midst of all of that celebration and speak to the teammate who's chosen to represent the team on the microphone. And often the question is asked, what does this victory mean for the team? And almost always, it seems, the teammate will respond about how the victory makes any and all of the struggles of the season worth it. What struggles? Well, depending on the team and the season, it could be something like injuries among the teammates or changes in coaching personnel or something more tragic, like the loss of a player or someone else that was important to the organization. But they all say that in the end, the victory makes all of the trouble worth it. Well, today we look in on what is no doubt a grand victory celebration. Our text from Revelation gives us a look inside of this moment that is to come. There gathered on the field, so to speak, is a large multitude of people. In fact, so large that no one who wanted to number them could, even if they tried. It is a group of teammates that is so diverse in one way, from every nation and tribe, so diverse that it would be almost unthinkable that all of these people could be on the same team for any other purpose. Each of the teammates are clad in the same uniform, white robes that were given to them by God. In their hands are palm branches, which serve sort of as trophies to mark the victory that has been won. And everyone that's there gathered on that field is in agreement that while this victory was in some sense a team effort, it certainly was only possible truly because of the two stars of the team, because of God and the Lamb Jesus. 
Indeed, they all confess that the team would have failed miserably had it not been for God sending his son to the cross and from the tomb in order to truly defeat the enemy. The spokesman for the team, who is identified as one of the elders, tells the world and the team with great confidence that this victory celebration means everything else that they suffered was worth it. For yes, this victory too only comes after a time of trouble and tribulation. As we are told, those who are gathered there on that victory field are the ones that have come out of the great tribulation of this world. The players, each, to greater and lesser degrees, have suffered solely because they have been placed on this team by God. However, in the end, all those trials, all those tribulations, well, they weren't even worth comparing to the glory that was now revealed there on that field. For all the teammates now would get to live out their lives before the throne of God. They would hunger no more, neither would they thirst. The Lamb of God, Jesus, would be their shepherd every day. He would give to them everything they would need for life there forever. And he would wipe away every tear that had flown because of life's tribulations. Today on this All Saints Day, we stop and remember those who have died trusting in the Lord and relying on his promise that they too one day would be there for that victory celebration. We rejoice that those who have gone before us also confessed, just as Alan will today, that salvation belongs to God and to the Lamb. We rejoice to think that we too one day will be there with them before the throne of God. But on this day, we not only remember those who have gone before us, but we also reflect upon our life as the saints of God in this world. And as we do, we both admit and rejoice in the fact that for those of us gathered here, the tribulations we have endured solely for being one of Christ's owns have seriously not been anywhere close to what many who have fought before in this fight have endured. I mean, I doubt any of us here probably know anyone personally who has ever been thrown in jail or lost their lives solely for believing in Christ. And yet that has happened all throughout the history of God's people, and it continues to go on yet today. No, we can never forget that we do have brothers and sisters in Christ who are asked to suffer this way for Christ on a daily basis. Let's not forget our brothers and sisters in North Korea who can face imprisonment in labor camps simply because one of their children reveals to the government that they met and held religious services in their home. Let us not forget our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan who can be judged by the courts mentally insane and then be institutionalized simply for converting from Islam to Christianity. Let us not forget our brothers and sisters in Somalia 
who can be killed on the spot by Al-Shabaab operatives simply for their confession that Christ is Lord. We suffer with them. And without dismissing their extreme sufferings, we also, though, stop to realize that for us too, though the degree is much smaller, living life as a Christian is not always so easy for us either. Some of us know what it is to have family members at strife with one another because one person in the family holds to Christ and another rejects Christ either by the confession of their mouth or by their unrepentant sinful lives. Perhaps others of us gathered here have faced threats about repercussions from an employer if we choose to speak about our faith in the context of the job at all. And all of us who hold the Bible sacred and gladly hear and learn it are seemingly always, increasingly, more the subject of insults and mockery in the public squares of our world. But today I tell you that the victory celebration, it will make any troubles you endure so worth it. This is true for you, and it's also true for those who have been imprisoned or isolated or even exterminated for the faith. For we all together shall gather one day there on that heavenly field with palm branches in our hand, and we will rejoice. We will proclaim on that day that finally our God and his truth has been vindicated, that all the things the world hated, all the things that the world oppressed, well, finally, they are proven absolutely true. So today, if you find yourself tired of the troubles you might find as living as a Christian in this world, remember that you will rest from those troubles soon. If your heart aches for your brothers and sisters in Christ who suffer far greater persecution, know that one day soon their troubles will be over as well. If you're disgusted by those who mock God and his truth, will know that their day is coming when they will face the truth. And if tears have found their way down your cheeks, well, remember that God will come and wipe them away himself. One of the hymns we sang today reminds us this. When the strife is fierce and the warfare long, steals on the ear the distant triumph song. Yes, when times get tough for God's people, it is then that we hear a joyful sound deep inside of us. It is the sound of God's people gathering around the throne of God and celebrating his salvation. It is the sound of robes waving and palm branches swinging in the air. It is the sound of God's people finally at that final victory celebration. And on that day, when that sound is heard, then not even one of the tribulations of the world will be able to bring another tear about. For all those troubles, they will be gone. They will be gone at God's decree and by his almighty hand. And there we will celebrate and confess together that any trouble we had along the way, well, it was certainly worth it. 
It will all be worth it as we are there before the throne of God at the victory celebration with all who have held fast to Jesus Christ. Both those that continue to live with us now and gather here in his church and those who rest from their labors with Christ. As we await the victory celebration, we rejoice to know that the victory is already ours. Jesus Christ has defeated the devil, and he has defeated death. And therefore we know that one day we will be there with all of God's people together at that great victory celebration on the fields of heaven. Amen.